<laughs> Don't ask me to start your show. <laughs> My show? Oh, it's just a little... Dude, this is our show. Hmm. Max, how you doing, man? Hey, how's it going, it's man? It's going okay. It's here, good to be back in the loft. Here we are. Look at us. Number 13. I got to tell you, this heat is uh, un- unbearably awful, and uh, I take a shower, and an hour later, I mean, I know I have a little weight on me, but an hour later, I'm like ripe again, so I think I'm taking about nine showers a day. You know, it's mid-August now, and I think it's just starting to ramp up. I mean, it's just really, really fucking hot. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I just try to keep things as cool as possible. Is it mid-August, or aren't we at the ass end of August? Well, we're kind of at the end, yeah. Yeah, it's like being in a hot butt. And just it's just beginning. Death. Yeah. Is that what you feel like mostly, that you're in a hot butt? Yes. I, I, I don't like sun. I don't like heat. I don't like hot. I don't like sun. I don't like people all happy out in the sun. You, I like when chicks are in their sundresses, though. That's nice. But you feel like normally when you're walking down the street, you're between two huge butt cheeks. Yeah, in, yeah. In, in an ass. Yeah, and, and, and there hasn't been a rain in a while, so any detritus on the streets, any filth, any like torn open McDonald's bags, they're extra stinky and ripe and hot. Oh, it's just miserable. I'm miserable. So you're pretty good. I hate summer. I hate it. I hate it. You know what? Yes. We have a very special guest. I want to know why he's so special, other than the fact that he's way too good looking for this show. What makes him so special? We'll find out. Well, we, who is he? We have a guy. <laughs> His name is Josh Smith. Josh Smith? He's an incredibly cool dude. He actually is. He's a friend of mine. He's an actor, writer, director, and an absolute devout vegan that we'll get to. Oh, wow. Everybody, give it up for Josh Smith. Josh Smith. <laughs> Welcome, Josh. Thank you. Thank you. How you doing, man? Doing good. Thank you for being on the show. <laughs> You're he, he's real easygoing. It he's like, very easygoing. He kind of loosens your sphincter a little bit, just like <laughs> sitting around him. Uh, well, I haven't reached that point yet, but, you know. <laughs> While we're on the subject of hot asses. Now, wait a second. What do you mean he's your friend? You actually hang out with him? Yeah, we actually do. Uh, how old are you, Josh? 22. 22? You're not yeah. hanging out with a 22-year-old I am. But see, the thing about life is that age doesn't matter. Yeah. It, you, souls connect. Hmm. I have friends that are younger than me. I have friends that are my age and friends that are much older that I hang out with. Don't you? I remember growing. No, I don't like. I don't like young people, except for Josh. He's all right. But uh, I remember growing up because uh, <laughs> I didn't have a dad or anything. Like my mom enrolled me in the Big Brother program, and it was like I was hanging out with like guys in their twenties and early thirties who would like take me to a movie. And I never do, knew that you had a big brother. What you can you can. It was a brother. It wasn't like a big pedophiliac. No, uh, no. It, it was just a guy. You don't remember the Big Brother program from the seventies? It's still around now. Okay. I just didn't know that you had a big brother. I had one. Okay. Was he cool? Yeah. He, he was a camp counselor who uh, I went to a, a summer camp, and I remember he, um, I developed a fondness for him, and he liked me a lot. And he had a girlfriend, but you know they lived off of Topanga Canyon Boulevard. And then when we got back from camp, I said, well, you're in the big brother program. I need a big brother. And then I saw him for like two or three dates, and then that was it. Oh, I think he'd had enough of me. <laughs> oh. So now you felt abandoned by your big brother. Yeah. So is Josh like a little brother to you? No. He's my friend. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how I feel about this yet. Josh. Yes. You're an actor, a writer, director. You're, you're living in LA. You're obviously one of you know, a million actors right now. You're in the process. You're auditioning. You're trying to get a gig. You've done some TV shows, right? Yes. All right. I'm curious what the process is. I mean, I'm a musician, so I'm not in the acting world. Mm-hmm. You go, do you go to casting calls? 
Like yes. where you show up and there's like, you know, everyone is beautiful. The guys are good looking. The girls are beautiful. So, I mean, you're a good looking guy. Tell me what it's like. You go on audition. You walk in there. There's a hundred people. They're all better looking than you. And you're like, holy shit. What do I need to do to stand out and get the gig? Right? Or something like that? Yeah. What, what's it like? I'll give you an example. So one time I went to this audition and there was at least probably like 70 guys that looked just like me. <laughs> had the same skin tone. Some were taller, some were shorter, some were more in shape than me. And they would call us in like by seven, like by sevens. And so there's like seven of us guys in there and the casting director was like, okay, uh, we want to just do like a little chemistry test. So we want to see you know, what your personality is like. And so, like, tell us, you know, like, a fact or two about yourself. Most of the guys in there were telling a story instead of, like, a fact or two. So I was like, okay. Well, I was, like, the seventh person, sixth or seventh person, and I was like, you know what? I'm just going to use some jokes that <laughs> that I know from uh, one of my favorite comedians, Stephen Wright. And oh, so, wow. <laughs> yeah. And uh, so as soon as it got to me, they were like, um, like okay, uh, you know, uh, tell us, you know, a fact or two about yourself. And I just started off and I was like, well, you know, the other day uh, I spilled some spot remover on my dog and now he's gone. <laughs> <sighs> and then I was, then I kept the depressed feeling and I was just like, uh, it's like, you know, I always wonder like, why is the alphabet in that order? Was it because of that song? Wow. And they just started laughing. They and, did uh, laugh. It wasn't yeah. crickets in the room. They're like, what the fuck's wrong with this kid? Right. They oh, liked it. I think <laughs> yeah, you're right. I think, I think he is a stand-up. Actually. Yeah. They liked it. And uh, honestly, it got me a callback. Did Come you? on. Yeah. Good. It got me a callback for a feature film. And uh, basically, they're a new production company. And they were like casting for different projects. And it got me a callback for the feature film that they were working on. Wow. Well, that's yeah. really cool. Well, how long ago was this? This was probably like eight months ago. Okay. So you didn't get the part. I didn't get the part. But they called you back, they which did. is great. Yeah. I think if you get like 10 callbacks out of 50, I think you're doing a great job. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Even if you don't get a booking. Is that a good percentage? Oh, absolutely. Really? Oh, yeah. I mean, like you 10%. guys are in that world. I'm not. So I don't know what it's like to like, you know, audition in a room full of 100 people to get a gig. Well, there's not 100 people in the room. There's not? No. No. I mean, when you go on these auditions, there's not a line down the, the hallway of whatever. The, that's outside the room. Right. In no, the actual room. It's just not a, you. You and the casting director, sometimes uh, yeah. a producer. Okay. Like I've been in the room sometimes where it's just one person. Yeah. I've been in the room sometimes where it's like five people. It's like the writer, the producer, the director. That's the usually a callback. Assistant. Okay. Yeah. And for you, is that an unnerving situation? Are you like, hey, I'm just going to be me and I'm really cool and suave and everything is fine? Do you, you know, get like freaked out? It's funny because, like, for me, the auditions that I feel like I got more nervous in were the ones where it was, like, one person in the room. And when it was, like, five, I was like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm just going to go for it. And, right. like, I would just – like, I remember I had this one audition where it was a really, really weird sci-fi thing. And I had to, like – basically, the scene was me having sex with the alien that I just found. <laughs> <laughs> and so I had – Cool. Like, now Max is interested. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Now you've got his attention. <laughs> I had a fucking alien in the room, like like, like metaphorical alien in front of me, and like wow, I had to ass. act that out. And there's like six people in the room. I was like, oh shit, this is gonna be embarrassing. But you know what? Fuck it. I'm just gonna go for it. So I went all out, and I just really? you know, I did had you my, start out by eating the alien out? No, I just I kind of just you know was already hard and just wow, went just right put for it right inside the alien. Right inside. What did the you alien. picture? Did you picture like one of the grays, like those little guys with the big black eyes, or was it like a green? 
woman from Star Trek or something. I pictured like a green woman. Yeah. Yeah. Could, do you think you could make love to a green woman in real life? Probably, yeah. If she was Even if enough? her sugar holes were green? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you see, this is why this guy is here. This guy is up for anything. <laughs> wow. Now, obviously, if the alien is a male, that's cool, too. They said, look, this is a gay alien <laughs> space flick. He'll do it. And you have to be a gay alien that's horny for, you know, <laughs> this alien's called, you know, Trachopolypse from the planet Zotar. You're up for that. I would. Oh, Josh, you feel so good inside me. <laughs> downloading, downloading. I don't know. That's the alien. I would actually wa- I would watch that. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be an interesting concept. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever happened to that movie? Yeah. I, I don't know. Well, you know what? You are a writer-director. You might want to get on that. Yeah. Hey, thanks for the This idea. could actually spur some ideas for you. You never know. Yeah. I mean, so, I, how did you meet him? God, really want to go with him right now? All right. Well, wh- okay. Why well, else is he here? Well, he's out here for, for <laughs> us to learn about the man. Okay. Yeah, but I'll, I'll give you the backstory. Yeah. Truth be told, I am in a band. And I'm in a band with this wonderful singer. Her name is Adriana. Mm. He is Adriana's, used to be boyfriend, but recently he is now technically her fiance. Too young. You're too young. To be getting married. Stop it. He proposed. I'm glad that he proposed, but he's way too young. Especially, look at this kid. What, he was father? He's a good-looking kid in Los (laughs) Angeles trying to start his own production company. The last thing he needs, the last thing he needs is to be tied down. She's a cool girl, though. She's great. She's gorgeous. She's super talented and beautiful. I'm totally jealous. But the point is, 22, way too young. But he loves her. He does love love her. her. Right? Yes. Okay, what are you going to say? Did you put a ring on her? Finger and all that? How'd you propose? I was uh, one day just, we were going to a cafe together. And yeah, a I cafe. just, we were going to a cafe. Mm. And um, I was like, hey, g- g- w- give me one second. I got to tie my shoe. And then I just put that on one knee. <laughs> wow, that is, that is fucking romantic. Wow. The old got to tie my shoe ploy. I have to yeah. tie wow. my, did you actually announce it before getting down on your, well, you did it old school, didn't you? Yeah. Wow. Good for you. And she I said did. yes right away. Did she start crying? Yeah, she said yes. That's she great. Was emotional, yeah. Wow. And you didn't, af- at, right after you said, would you marry me, something in your brain didn't say, oh, fuck, I'm way too young for this? No, I felt, oh, okay. I felt like it was right. We kind of, it was funny because we kind of like mutually proposed to each other. Oh. So did like, she have I, to tie I her it, boots then, or something? And then, yeah, she tied her boots right after. Is ah. it like a weird uh, religion type thing that you guys did it at the same time or is it just, is it spiritual? No, it's just kind of like, it just felt right. She's the one. Yeah, she's Soulmates. All right, listen. You're allowed to get married to this fine woman, but you are not allowed to have children with her until after 32. Give yourself 10 years. I will. Okay? Stop it. Everyone's (laughs) moving too fast. Can't guarantee that she's down with that, but uh, (laughs) knowing her like I do, but uh, yeah, maybe you want to wait for yourself. Maybe get your career off the ground a little bit. Oh, definitely. Do you like going to watch her sing? Oh, yeah. I've been to almost every concert that it, they've... He comes performed. and he films, too. It doesn't get old going to those gigs? No, it's it's cool seeing, like, the different crowds react to them. So, like, I, I like the different vibes that they get from yeah. different uh, audiences. So, I love that. And going to new locations. Whenever they have, like, a new gig at, like, a new spot they haven't been to, like, I love it. Does it bother you that she's the only woman in the band and she's with a bunch of weird old farts that play... Uh Songs with you, like you're not threatened by that at all. You're not threatened by anything, are you? Oh no, I mean they're all tied down, so I'm not. <laughs> I'm not tripping. And Max has come see us. Max has seen the band too. I've oh, seen the real? band. Yeah, sure, yeah, he's come. Sure, I have. Yeah, he knows. Have I? Have we met? And one of no. the no, you guys never met. No, I kept Max in the closet of the club. 
Oh, uh, I always hide in the back. I don't he, like going he, he out. I don't want to come see gigs. I don't. Uh, I don't bring him out. But I come. <laughs> I, I've gone. I've, <laughs> I've seen a lot of his. He's, bands. he's one of the vampires. <laughs> uh, <laughs> come. No, I have to ask though. But you know, besides you know trying to have sex with an imaginary alien and doing doing whatever they want you to do. Do you like the process, or are you thinking as you get older, you know what, I'm going to form my own production company, so I'm in charge, and I don't want to have to audition for these fuckers and wait for their approval and tell their jokes and, you know, is that where you're at now? Or are you still in the audition game where you just have to, to be one of the many in this stupid town? I'm both. You know, I, I, I'm still, I have a manager who gets me on amazing auditions. And, That's um, good. I, you know, I go out for the auditions, but... I also I'm starting up my own production company right now because you know like you said you know I want to create my own opportunities and not have to wait and right. while I'm waiting I can also create at the same time so then you know it's kind of killing two birds with one stone you know like I'll get those opportunities that my manager gets me mm-hmm. and I also get my own opportunities that are like now like here and now I right. can create any role that I want right, right now and I can film it and I can just put it up you know on Vimeo or YouTube or right. submit it to film festivals and stuff and. You know, do whatever I want with it. So I'm I'm down with that. You know, and it's you know, being your own boss is where it's at. It's just like you know, I had the idea to do this podcast with Max. Yeah, because I can, and I don't need anyone's permission. I can put it out there, and people like it or they don't. But it's a creative outlet. So you're also allowed on this show to promote whatever you want. So given what you just said, what are you working on now? So right now, um, the like I said, the next project I'm working on is uh, my production company, and um, What's your mission statement? What sets you apart? What's your vision? Okay, so my vision is we're a one-stop shop. Okay. For entertainment. Yes. So we cover, we're going to cover voiceover. We'll cover commercials. We'll cover short films, feature films. Um, we'll cover uh, even radio ads, too, if we wanted to. And um, basically, like, if you're, let's say, um, uh, let's just say you're any, like, you're the next Starbucks that's up and coming, right? And let's say you want... Um, a singer to sing on, you know, the commercial and you also need actors. So we're going to have like a list of, um, or, or we'll have like a portfolio of like all of our singers that are going to be here on the, that are going to be a part of the production company. I'm also going to start, um, up a acting agency with it. That's going to be attached to it. So it'll be mostly for commercials, but also for features too. And, um, when you come to us, like you'll have everything. So you won't have to go to like a casting director to then go find you the actors. We have the actors here. So we'll have in-house casting directors. We have like the full production company. We can do, you know, voiceover. We can do commercials. We can do features, shorts, like I said. And um, basically, I just want it to be like an easy one-stop shop for whatever company wants to come to us and like have everything they need for like their marketing and their ads. And I'll even have people... I'm even going to have people um, who do marketing for companies too, especially social media marketing because it's more up and coming and a lot of ads now. Like I was, I had a national Gatorade commercial that was on YouTube mostly. Wow. Yeah. And, um, and uh, I was one of the leads in that and uh, it was on YouTube. And like a lot of commercials that I see nowadays are going online because yeah, right. these people, these social media stars that have like millions of followers and stuff. So like those are the types that people you want your ads to go to right you know so, so you want to do everything what if they said we're going to come to your production company and we have this film and we need seven elephants in the scene would you get that are you going to provide everything if they can you know fit it in their budget we'll find it wow okay <laughs> good answer very good so you want to do you want to be like the one of the 
the producers you see, like you know, a Bruckheimer or uh, you know, there's a really great documentary. He wants to be a mogul. A mogul. Yeah. Do you want to be a mogul? Yeah, I want to create an empire. An empire. An empire. You're the next empire. Yes. Wow. All yeah. right. I mean, well, a lot I'm of glad these... you're on this little podcast now. Thank you. That's yeah. awesome. That's very awesome. I mean, like a lot of these. If you look at like any big actor nowadays, like uh, you know, I just saw that you know Brad Pitt. He's like doing executive producing now and like a lot of the big actors they'll 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 buy a script and then they'll become the executive producer of it and mm-hmm. they'll star in it if they want or they'll just be behind it right and um they'll put funding behind it and like that's like the new thing to do now it's like even these big stars they're still waiting for the opportunity and like now they're creating their own opportunities by buying scripts and by casting themselves and and you know putting the whole project together themselves and starting production companies because right you should have multiple streams of income to keep your, you know, your income flowing. Right, right. So, but besides that, obviously, that's that's a lot of behind the scenes stuff. I mean, having yeah. your own company, being in charge. But then the other side of it is, you would love. What if you became a YouTube star? Would you like that? I Do would you s- want to be? I mean, I'm, I'm assuming you're a good looking guy. The camera yeah. probably likes you when you see the the playbacks. Uh, do you, if you became famous as a famous person yourself, is that something you want to do? Yeah. Of course. I mean, one of my, one of my missions and basically my whole life's mission is to spread love around the world and help make this world a better place. And so through that, you know, you know, fame would definitely help that. And, uh, you know, if it comes tomorrow, great. If it comes in 10 years, like I'm not in a rush to become famous. I just want to make a huge impact on the world. And oh, so, okay. So there's a spiritual element to this. It's about love and giving your energy to the world. It isn't about me, 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 me. I want to be the next, you know, Brad Pitt or whatever and just be famous and make a lot of money. Yeah, of course. Like one thing, like let's say, you know, I get famous this year or next year or whatever. Like I'm still, like I volunteer at this uh, animal shelter um, called the North Central Animal Shelter um, in Los Angeles. And I'm still going to go there and volunteer, you know, my time and help animals get adopted. I've been volunteering for a few months now and I love it there. Love working with animals and I still, even if I'm famous, still go there and it probably helped them. Right. To be honest, to get more animals adopted. So you're, you, you're a guy. Can I just say something? Absolutely. First of all, I'm trying so hard to hate you and I can't. No. And then he brings up the animals. I know. And it's like, oh my God, he didn't say he's going to help the children. Fuck right. the children. Right. He didn't say I'm going to help the old people. Fuck the old people. He's talking right. about animals. Right. That's, that goes right to my heart. I understand. Now I'm encouraging him to spread his love. He should. And by the dimples. way, and in, in private, on our, he has said to me, fuck the old people. He yeah. Said, he, I, he doesn't like old people. Fuck humans. He, Just work with he animals. He isn't really a humanist, but he loves animals. You know what you should do? You should go to the animal shelter and say, I will gratis make you a video and shoot the facility and have someone, you know, you know, host it, do a tour of the facility and say, I'll put it online. Just offer that. That's a great idea. Yeah. 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 Very under, cool. under your umbrella, under your using your people, just do a whole tour of the facility, have, have it have a, you know, three minutes in and out, a beginning, a middle and end, introduce what it's about, take us on a little tour. And at the end, here's how you can help and, and devote your time like I did. Like a free PSA for the yeah. animal. That's, that's great. Yeah. Wow. Then you fall into PSA money, which I have actually, and I do a bunch of stupid shit, but I've gotten to a point where I was getting nonprofits, well, really just one, to hire me to make videos for them because they have it in their budget. Yeah. And they have a lot of money. Oh, yeah. 
And it's crazy that you go to a nonprofit and they don't have any online presence and they don't know how to depict themselves and you say, I'm going to come in with this angle and then next thing you know, you're making a video. I, I don't want to be around LA Marathon runners, but one of the things this nonprofit was doing was running in the LA Marathon to raise money for their nonprofit. So I went to the LA Marathon. I was there at the crack of dawn's ass. I was filming people all day long, filming them, you know, good times all around all these people doing this great work and it was very effective. So think That's about awesome. that. There you go. Yeah. You could do PSAs for no kill shelters and animal sanctuaries and all kinds of cool stuff. Oh, and then you're tapping into that whole animal world. They're going to love you. Right. Now I'm going to actually springboard from this topic and I'm going to switch gears. We're going to forget the acting. We're going to put the acting aside a little bit. I know that you are a devout vegan because yes. of your love animal. I've even seen you wear a button that says, I'm a vegan and fuck you. <laughs> it says that? It says that. I've seen it. Huge. This, the button is like eight inches in diameter. It's, he's like, you know, uh, one of those rap guys. Who's the guy with the clock? Flavor he's Flav! Like, Flav! <laughs> he's the Flavor Flavor of, uh, of veganism. I love Flavor. I'm a fucking vegan and don't you even... Fight the power! That's right. Fight the power to be! Yeah. So, Elvis was a hero to most, but he never meant shit to me. Them old fuckers are racist. Fuck him and John Wayne. Sorry. Woo! <laughs> that was some hot fire right there. <laughs> Max will get hot. Trust me. You know, whether it's booties or animals, he's you know that's. I mean, <laughs> maybe that's the next show. Booties Woo! and animals. Booties and animals. Um, you are a vegan, obviously, because you don't obviously want to support the killing of animals. Yeah, I'm assuming is that yeah, the yeah. Ma- is that the major reason, or maybe you just don't like the way beef tastes, or you know, I know you're devout and you're passionate and you wear the buttons and I've seen it. Why? And how long has it been? So it's been since January 2017 that I officially went vegan. and um, Just this year? Just this year. Oh, were you a meat eater before? I was. You were up until January of this year, you ate in an out burger or whatever? Yes. Wow. Why the switch? So Adriana, you know, my fiance, she... I know her. You know her, yeah, you do. And you've seen her on stage before. Oh, yes. And um, one day she was like, hey, let's watch a documentary. And, uh, oh, like, oh, no. Cool. Oh, not so the documentary. we watched uh, this documentary called Cowspiracy. And <laughs> Why would you do that to yourself? <laughs> Cowspiracy. And so it, it talks it's about. It's not about the free range cows, believe me. <laughs> Definitely not. And um, they talk about, you know, all the, um, about the cow industry and like how they're um, treated and stuff. And Ugh. and basically uh, one of the, the thing that really made me go vegan um was the fact that uh, in it they talk about how um, the cows that are not grass-fed, they're fed mostly like corn and like oats and stuff like that. And it's like enough food to feed every starving human in the world. That were given to these cows. Yeah. They were just giving to cows right. to then feed back to you Us, know, first to world countries. To kill them and so we can eat them. Yeah. And so when I heard that, I was like, man, not only am I killing an animal, but I'm also potentially killing a human. Right. You know, because they could eat that food. You know, and there's so many starving people in the world. So after I heard that, I was like, nah, I can't eat a burger again. And so after that, I was like, I, I went uh, vegan, but I didn't go like full on vegan on day one. I was like, you know what? I want to set myself up for success. And so I ended up just like gradually going vegan. So I just cut out, you know, a little bit of meat here, a mm-hmm. little bit of dairy here. And then eventually like three months later, around like March this year, I ended up um, like going fully vegan. Wow. Wow. So, yeah. but there was a little bit of guilt involved. You saw the documentary. You kind of felt guilty. Yeah. You know, besides loving animals, though, there was a guilt layer that you went, oh, I don't really want to be involved in that. 
Yeah. So I'm going to do my part to like not be involved in feeding all the food that should go to humans just to feed this beautiful animal that we're going to kill. Yes. I also know, and I've known vegans in the past where, you know, this is my opinion. The body needs protein. I think we're kind of designed for animal protein. So when you get rid of that, a lot of vegans need to really supplement because they get sick a lot because their body's like, I want that animal protein. You're not giving me all my nutrients. Amino acids. Did you find a physical weakness after you cut the meat out? No, honestly, I felt even better. Better? Yeah. More energy. Because I was having... Like, ready to fuck every alien that came over. Yes. <laughs> Any alien that came in front of me, I was about to fuck. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Maybe I should do this. Uh, <laughs> and those aliens, they'll scoop out the cows. They will. Yeah. yeah. Oh, they'll, yeah. yeah. They, they, yeah they, they'll they, come down on a farm and... They don't discriminate. No, do they all don't. all kinds of things. Absolutely. You find a bunch of uh, a cow's colons are removed. Right. And they just got a big gaping hole there. And Cowspiracy the 2 is about the cows at... Uh, you guys didn't make out Roswell. during that documentary, I take it. No. And did Adriana also focused. go vegan after that, or was she already... She had been vegan like for t- about two years. Okay. Mm. So yeah. she's, that's her way of saying, hey, honey, why don't we watch this documentary? Freak him out. Right. And now she's got him right where she wants it. In the palm of her hand. Mm-hmm. And then, it's only going to get worse, my friend. That's right. And what you're really saying is after the documentary, she made you want to marry her. Is what you're Property saying. of Adriana. <laughs> so <laughs> jink. Stamped across your ass. So she just manipulated the fuck she out of you. She did. Him. <laughs> he Not, didn't know. Nice and sweet well, and on the outside. There's, there's she's 80 a million movies fucking to watch. Manipulator Let's watch on is that what you're saying? Yeah. Okay. Does she have vegan. your balls in a jar somewhere? <laughs> I was looking for them the other day. Yeah, yeah. I mean, she probably them, does. Yeah. It's a yeah. good thing. Surrender to that, man. Just let the woman own yeah? you run you yeah. every it's just so much no, she's really go? great she's she is but she does Who's own saying you she's not great no but she's she will she's great and she i guess given what josh is saying she will cut your balls off <laughs> <laughs> well do you i know you're not someone to push your ideas on people and i know i've seen the buttons and the buttons speak for themselves you know did the buttons come after the movie yes okay they did yeah do you, but you don't push yourself on people I mean, oh, if, you, no. if you're in a group of people, and someone's eating a pastrami sandwich, yeah, and someone goes for a pastrami sandwich in a group, you're fine, right? Yeah, I'm fine. You're not going to get up and leave the table. Yeah, I mean, most of my family is not. Everyone in my family actually is non-vegan, and uh, the thing is, is like, I, I never tell people, oh, like, there's there's those vegan activists that they go out and they're like, you have to be vegan, you have to be vegan. And they'll go to like non-vegan, you know, restaurants or you know, businesses, and like, they'll just. Sometimes some like the extremists like they'll try to destroy them and stuff like that. But I'm not about that, you know. I'm trying to spread love and stuff. And right, it's you know, basically I try to by wearing those buttons. Basically, it starts a conversation, and then people will ask me about it. And and I love when people ask, you know, and that's why I wear them. And so, um, you know, like I never push on people. If they do ask, I'll say, you know what? Why don't you instead of take away from what you're eating already? Why don't you add? one vegan meal a day or like have like a green juice a day, you know, have some kale, some celery, green apple. Like you, you can go anywhere in LA pretty much and get a green juice and just add. So your education extended beyond cowspiracy. Yes. Cool. And so obviously people, you said people come up to you because you wear these buttons, you know, I'm a vegan and ask me how kind of thing. Yeah. And and you give them your little spiel. Other than that, you're not judging people. You don't really want to say, okay, I'm only going to be friends with vegans. And you don't have a little vegan bubble that you exist in. You'll let people be people. (laughs) Everyone can do it. Like if you and I went out and I had a triple cheeseburger, that's completely, that's fine. Yeah. He would judge you secretly. Absolutely. Would you judge me secretly? 
I mean, I've been I've been in your shoes, so yeah. I know what it's like eating a cheeseburger. Yeah. So like, I'm not gonna, you know, because I, I that'd be me stereotyping you or you know being hypocritical because I've I've been there. Mm-hmm. So I can't judge people doing, knowing what they're doing is something that I used to do. So right. I'm I'm open, you know, to and and honestly, if like if being vegan, you know, if vegans are mean to people and like those and if they're just going all out and just you know, yelling at people and stuff, it doesn't get anywhere. It, you know, no results happen with that. It, it's only right. when you are open to people and, right. and, and respect you lead them. by example. You got to lead by example. And that's right. what I do. Instead of just Good. like talking, I, I lead by example. I show like the different benefits of it. And I show how, you know, like I'm helping so many animals and stuff like that and, and how it's helping, you know, the world too. And so I, I just lead by example. I don't, I don't try to force anything on anyone in, in any religious belief or any, you know, whatever you believe in eating belief. I never force anything on you. What about the animals that aren't getting eaten now? What are we going to do with them? Uh, what do you mean? Like uh, you got 80 cows and all of a sudden everyone goes vegan. Now you got 80 cows wandering the landscape, landscape not serving what they're told is their purpose by their company or whatever. So what do they do? What else can we do for them? I mean, there. I feel like at that point, if everyone were to just go vegan, I would say, you know, there'd be like huge like farm sanctuaries for them yeah farm sanctuaries yeah what about um chickens there's a lot of chickens running around and then now we're not eating chickens what are they gonna do same thing i mean hey i mean years ago before before you know long like hundreds and years ago i mean they were just like free roam chickens and stuff and and all types of stuff i mean there's a lot now yeah there's a lot i would say there's probably more chickens and cows today than there probably was back in like caesar's time or whatever but they're bred to be eaten so let's just pretend no human being is eating them yeah then that breeding would go away and it would just be the natural nature would just breed them yeah and keep the population under control they wouldn't be forced bred for human consumption i wouldn't mind walking down the street and there's just a cow wandering around and a chicken wandering around i'm just gonna be nervous that they're not getting uh nutrients move to india (laughs) you see that every day yeah you know but is, is any of this coming up in your acting? I mean, if you go and they say, you know what, you're playing an absolute carnivore. I mean, I guess they could have fake meat, but what if they didn't? What if they said, no, no, they no. They can't make him eat meat. They can't? No. And would you say no to a part where they said, you have to eat meat? I'm assuming you would. So for commercials, I won't, like now, I told myself I won't do any dairy, leather, or um any meat commercials like McDonald's and all those companies I won't do. Anymore. You won't even do it. Wow. They say, Josh, you know, we really like you. We're going to give you a hundred thousand dollars for this next spot. You'd say no. I'd say no. Wow. You're and a man they- of conviction. <laughs> yeah. Wow. And the reason why is because, I respect that. Cause I'm not a commercial actor. I'm a, I'm a theatrical actor. Well, but you, know, you want to like, make money also. Yeah, I do. But there's, there's even, I mean, think about it. There's like Best Buy that's out there. There's Target. There's, right. there's all types of big companies that are still out there. And plus I'm trying to create my own empire and, and help smaller businesses get up and coming too. You know, I feel like today it's the day of like the entrepreneur. So, so you want to so give. It's not just about you. You want to say, even if you do get successful, you're going to pay it forward for somebody else. Yeah. Oh, wow. Look at you. You're kind of an idealist. Wow. And I don't say great. that condescendingly. It's yeah. kind of refreshing. It's great. Like, I, I don't think I could ever have any ideals anymore. Well, we're too <laughs> cynical. <laughs> oh, absolutely. <laughs> Fuck yeah. But it's so nice to have glimmers of hope. Especially in young people. He is kind of a glimmer of hope. He is. That's why I like the dude. He is. And he's very intelligent and articulate. He is. You he can is. tell he, he's not full of shit. You no. Know, he's, he's standing by his word. He is. And um, 
and it's those kind of guys that are going to make things happen. What are you writing these days? You're a writer, right? I mean, you have a vision, you do videos. I actually saw there's a brand new, we can even say it. He did a music video of a song by Kaleo. Yes. Am I pronouncing it right? Yeah. Okay. And it's on YouTube. You can find it. It's Josh Smith. And what is the, the song? Uh, so it's called <clears throat> Way Down We Go. Way Down We Go. Yeah. Go check it out. And yeah. Why can't he make our hamper video? He can. We never asked him. Well, we never really to think about something to think yeah. about. All right. Uh, we have a song that uh, that I wrote that they wrote the music to. And and I, I, I've been trying to make a video, but I, I would have to do it myself. Yeah. And it's just uh, I just haven't done it yet. It's something we can talk about. But it's something yeah. that could definitely go very viral. I've had viral videos before. So right. But I want to my know, audience will go for it. It's true. It's true. We will, this could be a post podcast conversation. I'm just saying. Absolutely. <laughs> What are you writing these days, and um, are you happy with that with that music video? By the way, yeah, I thought I really liked it. I I, I loved it. I loved um, I loved the results that I got from it, and the feedback that I got from it. And um, you know, they have an official music video for for that uh, music video. And um, for me, I ended up just uh, doing like a fan made one. And I just I know I love how music videos just show uh, with music and with acting. Um, do you, do you want some of that? You know what? Max is pouring wine, and I'm kind of far away. I oh, need some wine. Sorry. That's okay. I was <laughs> trying to motion rest. you. You didn't see me. You can have the rest. <laughs> the guy's talking about his music video, and you're worried about your wine. Of course. <laughs> Man, that's some good wine. It's very good wine. Did the band get word of what you did? Um, If they did, I don't know about it yet. But that'd be awesome if they did. I actually saw them in concert... Um. A few weeks later, actually, yeah, a few days ago, I saw them. How were they? Amazing. Really? Yeah, it's cool because like the lead singer, he's very, he's different from other lead singers of bands. Like he puts all of his emotions in into his voice. Like when he's singing, you see all that when he's singing, but like he doesn't really move on stage. He just kind of stands in place, plays his guitar. But you get the vibe band. though. He doesn't even have to move because what he's given out is so real. Yeah. Yeah. Do, do you? take that if you see a lead singer because a lot of lead singers are actually actors and as a matter of fact even frank sinatra said every time he sings he plays a character and if he can't find the character in the song he can't sing the song mm. so given what you just said as an actor do you try to do the same thing with different roles yeah i mean do you try to feel like less is more and you're just trying to give a vibe to i mean this is where i'm not an actor so i don't know when you're acting, yeah. you know, if you go over the top and you're too much, I'm assuming that would be too much. I mean, I don't, is, is part of what that singer is doing, does that translate into being an actor? Yeah, I mean, I can definitely see that. You know, in different songs, artists will, especially like if you look at someone like Lady Gaga, she always has been putting on different characters with her songs and stuff like that. And, um, you know, as an actor, I guess for me, like when I... When I'm going into a script, like I'd really try to just put myself into, like I'll close my eyes and I'll just visualize like how that character is, and I'll try to incorporate a little bit of me in the character, not too much, but a little bit of me in that character, and try to make that character as different as possible from the last character that I just played. Play yourself is really the way to go. It's what Jack Nicholson told his buddy Harry Dean Stanton to do. Have you ever heard of Harry Dean Stanton? No. Yeah, I didn't think so. But uh, play yourself. <laughs> Bring yourself to any role. Any role. Yeah. And then the other half is channeling. Like mm. once you lock into the words and you yeah. start to live it, it's like 
this otherworldly thing takes over you and you're like possessed. Yeah. But you brought yourself to the guy. Yeah, exactly. Very important. Do you do that, Max, in your roles? Oh, yeah. Really? Oh, it took me a long time to learn that, but especially with like the past... It's so funny, like these past uh, you know, VO roles that have been pretty big. They, they all have me in them, and if they don't, they suddenly become me like in the writing. You know oh, what I no mean? kidding. Like the, the, you know, depending on which season we're on, if mm-hmm. first season they look at what I've done, and then they, they use that, the writers, you know, to bring that more out in the next season or I whatever. See. And do you find in your journey, the more that you are acting, the more you're just being yourself? I'm not acting anymore. I'm just being myself. Really? Oh, yeah. Oh, I never Acting's knew that. gone. No more acting. Oh. It's just living it. Yeah. Interesting. And I know you're younger, but are you finding that in your journey kind of the same thing? You're more, you, the more you're yourself, the more actually directors and the people that are making the decisions actually like what you're doing. You're, you're acting less. Yeah. I, I feel like that sometimes. Like when I go into auditions, it's when the more I am myself and the less I try to be, you know, like the perfect character that they're thinking of, it's it'll help because like it just loosens me up more and it just it what do you me. go out for like is there an ethnic type you go out for mostly like like an african-american jock and an african-american boyfriend That's are you african-american yes okay i'm very jealous of that <laughs> for many reasons do you want to be a black dude? well i don't i don't know what the most politically <laughs> correct uh n- least offensive easiest way to say that uh I'm just, I I worship black women, and I never uh, had one in my life, and I wondered what it was like to be one. But he's African-American. He is. So he's probably been with black chicks a lot. Have you been with any white chicks? Oh, yeah. (laughs) Chinese chicks? Uh, Japanese chicks? No. I've been with Asian. I just can't remember. You can't remember? What what ethnicity? You have no clue. You know, now that I think about it, I think it's a good idea that he's getting engaged at 22. He's (laughs) probably been around the block a little bit. Max Max wants to be you right now, basically. (laughs) Yeah. He so wanted to be you when he was younger. (laughs) Yeah. Well, you know, we're not him. No, but this but is get, this is good for him though to have it's great. an ethnic corner because well he is who he is diversity is what's happening man he's that's just, what's going on yeah, but he's just a man I mean it's not like he's a black man he's I a man I know all that shit but I'm saying it's good for him as an actor because <laughs> right now it's happening where look if shows want to cast more diversity well yeah. then I hope you get a million roles so I that's think great. you should absolutely uh, rock it yeah he, well I mean, he is he's trying to yeah I mean one of the things that I'm trying to do is uh like. It's always been one of my acting goals is to eventually go down to South America, maybe yeah. Colombia or something, and yeah. like do some do like a whole show or a whole movie in Spanish. That'd be so great. Uh, do you watch to- El Chapo on Netflix? Yeah. And Narcos? Yes. Yeah, you could you could uh, play a DEA agent. I totally see it. Hablar español? See? See? Oh, muy sí, bien. Señor. Oh. I mean, it's this kid's gonna be fine. Wow, I know he will. And it's really funny. I have a Persian actor friend who just wrote. Uh, a, a thing on Facebook where a casting director friend of his was in a bathroom at Dodger Stadium and a white actor comes in and the casting director says, hey, how you doing? And he's like, yeah, I'm okay. It's a tough time for white actors. And sh- there was a silence. And she goes like, what? Or the, he goes, the casting director. Yeah, anyway, it's a tough time for white actors. Like white actors who are reacting that way are actually bitching about the fact that they're losing roles. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Whitey's out, man. Right, right. absolutely. <laughs> I mean, should we? Are, are we starting a movement that says white yeah. lives white lives matter? Basically, white li- <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> now, what do you think of all this going on? You're, you're a smart guy. What the hell with, with this Donald Trump and all this nonsense? Well, what do you think of all this? Like politics or just yeah. like in, in politics in the acting world? The state world? of the world. Forget the acting world. I want to know what you think about the state of the world for us in the U.S. Have you ever been more ashamed in your life to be uh, uh, stuck with this nightmare? I don't know. He may like him. He may throw you a curveball. He may like Trump. <laughs> he doesn't know what to say. Yeah, about that. Um, I, I think it. I think he's definitely. Um, I think he's more of an actor than he is a president. To be honest, he's putting on a show. He definitely wherever he goes, he puts on a show. Whether it's in front of the press, whether he's at a rally, I've never seen a president go to so many rallies after they became president. Right. Mm-hmm. To kind of, to kind so of prove that he's still president, and right. he wants to plant the seed for twenty twenty. Right. Yeah, it's like he's campaigning already for 2020. He it's, is. It's weird. Yeah, and he'll like, just say whatever comes into his mind. I think. Does he grab you? Do you given the like, audience? Do you like he's the in front guy, of? or are you? You know, at first, like in the election, I thought it was hilarious. Right. I, I, I think everyone thought it was really funny. Like, oh yeah, this this guy, he's he's not going to become president. And then when he became president, it was like, oh shit. Right. He became president. We have a fucking reality show yeah. as a president. Yeah, and I was like, oh man, I'm not I'm not a fan of him. Right. Um. But, but that hope and love, you think that things are going to turn around. Because like, it really does feel like we're stuck in a, in a nightmare. It well, does. we are, but it's not forever. This is why term limits is actually really good. We can vote in three and a half years. I know it seems like a long time, yeah. but it'll happen really quick, and hopefully the, the fucker's out. Did you like Obama? Oh, I loved him. Yeah. He's yeah. very charismatic. He was very good with his words. And I, but I mean, I didn't get too much into politics with him, but I, I just felt like he did the best job he can't like, right, he, right compared to trump like it's a complete difference it's like right. two ends of the spectrum i like to know what the young people are thinking that's right. all well yeah. there you go i'm more like yo if bernie had i mean I, I'm not, you're a bernie guy i'm a bernie guy but I, because he dropped out i ended up um like it, i didn't i uh, think what turns so many people off about bernie is that he's always shouting and even when he's on the senate floor <laughs> He's shouting! And it's just kind of a turnoff. I think a lot of people were like, this crazy old man will not stop shouting at us. Right. And I think that cut off his awesome message a little bit. But I wonder why he dropped out. He was doing so good. You know, I think that the numbers weren't there. And I think at that time, I think no one even could fathom Donald Trump winning. And Hillary had bigger numbers. I think he did what was right for the party. You know? And so I don't don't think he wanted to pull... Uh, votes away from Hillary, but I think I was watching Bill Maher, um, and he said that uh, like 17 or 18 percent of all the Bernie voters voted for Trump. It's crazy. Wow. So even though he pulled out, not all Bernie voters voted for Hillary. A lot of people were crazy, crazy about, crazy. No, about Mrs. Clinton. No, no. So we got to have a better Considered her a election grifter. cycle. So you know, you're young. Maybe 10 years from now, maybe you run. On yeah, a, on a vegan. Yeah, that's a what I think. Vegan platform, spreading love like Regan yeah. Star. Peace and love. Peace and love. You don't seem like a guy who ever raises his voice and fights. No, yeah. you don't have screaming matches with your girl, do you? No, I don't. No, he's Throwing a, plates he's a, and glasses. He's a chill, cool dude. How, how are you so chill? You got your weed card? Yeah, no. Don't. <laughs> you don't come home. No, maybe really Adriana smoke. comes home from rehearsal, and you yeah. come home from audition. You're like, "Fuck, woman, make me dinner." <laughs> Yeah. That, that doesn't happen from you? <laughs> no, that never uh, happens. Oh, okay. I was just wondering. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I just, I don't know. Like, I, I've, I've read over these past two years. I, I came out to L.A. two years ago, and I told myself when I moved here. It's actually a crazy story. How from Boston, here. right? From Boston. Yeah. 
I'll just tell you guys a story. So that's why you're here. Yeah, that's why I'm here. And so two years ago, um, it was October uh, 2015. I came out here for a week. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to take a vacation out there, you know, take a, a week out in L.A. and, and just see what it's like and um, meet with some agents. So I had some agents meetings and um, and I, I went to this one agent meeting and uh, I was in the hallway and this guy bumps into me and um, at the at, at the end of uh, my meeting, after I came back out, um, we saw each other again and he was like, hey, are you an actor? And I said, yeah, I am. And at the time, I didn't have much acting experience at all. Like I had maybe two things on my resume. And so I could he- hand him a headshot and resume. And he's looking at it. He's like, oh, cool, cool. Yeah, nice. And so um, he's like, oh, so, uh, you know, tell me about yourself. You know, like, where are you from? And I was like, well, I normally tell people Boston. <clears throat> but I'm from this small town that's right next to Salem, Massachusetts, where, you know, the Salem witch trials happen. Yeah. And, and I was like, um, I was like, yeah, I'm from a small town called Peabody. He's like, oh, you're from Peabody? I said, yeah. He's like, I'm from Peabody. What? And he was like, yeah, I'm from Peabody. And this Peabody. is all happening in the hallway. In the hallway. Wow. And I was like, oh, shit. Like, this guy's from Peabody, too. And so he was like, yo, man, you, you got to come back to, to my office. We, we got to chat. We got to sit down and have a conversation. He gives me his card. He gives me his personal cell phone number. We end up, uh, a few days later, I go to his office. You walk into his office, and on the right side, you walk in, and on the wall, there's just, like, this huge bookcase, and it's full of all movie scripts and like TV scripts of all of his actors that he's represented. And then he has like all these pictures with all these like celebrities he's like represented and stuff and like who he knows and this and that. And so you, I walked into um, his office where uh, like, that's like the little foyer. And then like you walk into um, the little office that he has and it's just more pictures of celebrities and stuff. And um, one of the celebrities that he represents is um, Grant Gustin who plays the flash on, um, on the TV. And um, it was, really cool being in there and like knowing like that someone from Peabody not just me like is out in LA and making it and um he was like listen man you know I can't really do much with your resume but you know I can what I'll do is because you're from Peabody and I'm from Peabody I gotta help you out he's like if if you're serious about acting I'm gonna help you out and the fact that he didn't turn out to be a shady fuck I thought you were gonna say there were porn on the bookcase no he no. was a real he's a real guy. guy he's he's so cool like he's all about like he treats all of his actors like family like, yeah I f- like we all feel like we're family to him because whenever someone this is your bo- manager now or agent this is my manager okay okay so but, he's your manager today this guy that yeah. worked out chance for meetings years. you just come and because you've got great karma you meet a guy in a hallway that's from your hometown that's great yeah. that doesn't happen dude yeah that's amazing and whenever like one of us you know book something big like a few weeks ago one of his other actors she um ended up booking uh oh, what's that play oh hamilton yeah hamilton in new york on yeah. broadway no way and so we all he called all of his actors and said hey let's all go out and celebrate her you know um joanna just like booked uh hamilton on wow, broadway so we cool. all wow. went out and um we that's always great. celebrate when someone like he always will send out like a blast email to all of us and say hey you know so and so just booked this big role you know and let's all support them and wow. so we always go out to support them so there's no jealousy there's not like oh fuck you for getting a great gig does you're he all, represent you're all, all beautiful young people yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's the that's the kicker. Sorry, Max. He doesn't <laughs> he doesn't represent old fat white. No, guys. no, <laughs> I, I don't think he, he, he's not an old fat white guy kind of guy. Yeah, I don't think you you're gotta gonna be, be from Piketty. You got to be yeah. from Peabody. Have you ever whatever. been to Salem? Yeah, I live right next. Do you to like it. horror films? Yeah, because see, I'm a horror film junkie, and I've I've made horror movies. So I mean, 
I, I see an axe going through you. I mean, I know that's a terrible thing to say, but would you be in a horror film? Oh, yeah. <laughs> You know what, my first... Um, Do you see an act going through him right now? No. Are you fantasizing? I'm trying, I'm trying. Okay. But then I felt bad because I like him. Oh. The first the first movie I was ever in was um, a horror film, and I was the first guy to die. So. I want to see it. What is it? Uh, it's called Ding Dong Ditch. <laughs> is it on iTunes? No, it's just on YouTube, I'm pretty sure. Oh, really? Ding yeah. Dong Ditch? I'm going to look that up later. That's fantastic. <laughs> I'm going to go watch you die later. <laughs> Who didn't do Ding Dong Ditch when they were Oh, yeah. I yeah. totally did. Is that what happened? You Ding Dong Ditch and then you got uh, snagged and killed? Yeah, of course. You know, I go I go <laughs> running after like the white girl that got taken inside the house. <laughs> oh, you're going after the white girl yeah, now. That's what oh, happens. I, like I love I'm it. I'm just like, oh, well, where did the white go- girl go? And then like, I run in after her and sure enough, you know, like I, I ended up getting like punched in the throat. <laughs> Oh, like God. so hard that like I start bleeding out of my mouth for whatever reason, and then yeah. I just end up like slowly dying to death. <laughs> Do you consider yourself a guy, an actor that does a really good death scene? Are you good at death? I've only done two death scenes. Okay, so far. So are you I, happy with the outcome, or do you feel like you have to do death better? I feel like I can always improve. Okay, you can yeah. improve on death. I All can right. improve on death. Something to do. Yeah. All right. So, so did you go to Salem when you were out there? Did you go to like the museum out there for the? Salem Witch Run? You know, surprisingly, I've lived in PBD all my life, and I haven't been to that museum yet. Yeah. But, I mean, I've, I've been in Salem so many times. Have you seen the Blair Witch Project? The original? Yeah. I haven't seen that one. <gasps> Why? Sk- Which other one have you seen? Don't tell me the remake. No, I haven't seen Blair that either. Okay, good. Rent the Blair Witch Project. It's Halloween it's around the corner. It's, it's, it's groundbreaking found footage. It's, it's what spawned this found footage. You can make a found footage horror film, too. Be very, very uh, cheap. Really? Hey, I'm just saying. I mean, look at. Uh, Think of the genres that are lucrative. What's that? I said, look at paranormal activities. Absolutely. They made a lot. It's a franchise. Yeah. That's right. Create a franchise. You put, could. Put me in it. Would you like to do that? Would you like to create a franchise? <laughs> yeah. You know, maybe a franchise of like really old, fat white guys. <laughs> you know, Max, the hey, old fat white guy, part one. There's a market out there for that. Yeah, I think there is. What about I play. A uh, one of these neo-Nazi fucks, okay? Yeah. And I have no more friends anymore. And you move in next door, and we start this friendship. Two misfits find each other in a world of shit. And you teach me, you teach me how to love my fellow man, no matter their skin. And you teach me all kinds of wonderful things about your world. And you change me with love. And you even make me a vegan. And next thing you know, it's, it cuts to us going to the uh, tattoo removal place. And they're taking away my uh, swastika. Wow. Hey, that's And the title amazing. of it is called This Will Never Happen. Why? I think it's a beautiful idea. Oh, okay. All Guys, right. we got gold right Maybe here. Maybe I'm too cynical. <laughs> gold. All right, there you go. And it'll be on the Hallmark Channel in a year. Yes. Yeah, like at first, I'm out there raking the leaves and I'm giving you the stink eye because you just moved in and you're so nice and cool. You're you. Yeah. And then slowly but surely, you come over and offer, you know... I don't know, pecan pie or something. I don't know. And you say, get the fuck out of yeah, here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You and give them like, nothing but attitude. And then, get the fuck out of here. And you never raise your voice. You're like, why you like that? Why you like that? And, oh, I, I couldn't help but notice uh, you're making a uh, beef brisket. You really shouldn't be eating that stuff. You got to see this movie, Cowspiracy. And then it's the two of us sitting on the couch watching Cowspiracy. Wow. And I'm starting to, like, fight it, but I'm starting to see the truth. Wow, that's amazing. I don't think I'd watch that. Why? I don't know. <laughs> I disagree. All don't right. listen to him. Okay, you guys make it's it. It's a good let, movie. You guys let me know when it's done. I will. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Are you guys having amazing sex all the time? 
You all the time. Oh all the time. God. Yeah. You realize right now, Max will not stop thinking about that now. He's going to go home. That's, yeah, about I'm going to basically be sitting on the 405 for two hours with a, <laughs> with a sad boner. <laughs> Sorry, Adriana. She's yeah. not going to listen. No, she's, she's not going to hear this. She's not gonna, she's <laughs> By the way, that's one of the names of my next band. It's called Sad Boner. <laughs> <laughs> what is the single you guys just put out? We, well, Hypnotized. All right. we, we put out a single called Hypnotized. Hypnotized. Now, don't you think, and he's such a dick about it, but don't you think it should start out with the sound of the ocean and waves crashing and then go into the song, and then at the end it goes out to waves crashing? Don't you think that would like really enhance the song? I mean, I, I could definitely see that. Thank you. He actually proposed that to me for me to bring it to the and band. He and he scoffed and like such. I, it was, I, I was the most dismissive. I, I couldn't ever see. I can't see anybody <laughs> in the band going, yeah, Lorenzo, that's a fucking great idea. <laughs> listen, I want you to do me a favor, Josh. Yeah. When you hear that song again, you listen to old Max. I want you to think of ocean sounds, the waves crashing. As we go into the song. She's singing about tequila by the beach and all that, and then it goes out to the waves. You'll see. You'll be transported. Maybe in the next single. Maybe in the next one. I do have to ask, though, regarding you know, writing and, and future ideas. What are you writing these days? I know you're a writer also. Yeah. What, what inspires you? Do you just kind of like roam Los Angeles looking for an idea? You know, it's funny. Like, uh, I, I love getting ideas from like being in public and just, just watch, especially homeless people. Yeah. Homeless people are so so creative. You get ideas from homeless people. They are creative. There, there are really? some of them that are just so like out there that you're like, wow, like no one else has that character. No one. Like that's so unique. That's a great point. You know? So and, you like, get ideas of characters from homeless people. Yeah. Sometimes I will get that's them. That's really interesting. I can relate to that. Do you yeah. go up and talk to them? Sometimes. Yeah. Really? Sometimes. Cool. I mean, they're not all crazy. They're just homeless, but they're people. Yeah. And they have creativity and thoughts and they're human beings. Yeah, and especially well, like their body language too sometimes. Like they'll be flailing their arms <laughs> in the air right. and you're just like, yo, I could use that for my next script. Yes. Good. So you're studying the human condition. Yeah. That's I mean, another part of it. Because that's, that's a huge part of acting. You have to really study like how, especially if you're playing someone, like um, Daniel Day-Lewis, like my friend was just telling me the other day that whenever he does a character, he takes two years off to play that like to yeah. be that character like he wow one two time years. learn everything he can yeah read he, everything yeah inhabit like he put you know when he played abe lincoln like right. he lived in uh the woods for two years no kidding yeah wow and that's amazing well he did an amazing job too. have you have oh, you yeah. seen the shining starring yes. jack nichols yeah, yeah I have. do you remember that scene where he's about to go into the gold room and he's walking down the hall and he's nah! And he's like flailing his arms, just like you said. Yeah. That was him studying uh, crazy homeless people on the street. Really? He was just uh, emulating this one guy's walk. Wow. Yeah. I never. They're, wow. they're an indispensable source of. I uh, am going to look oh, at yeah. them so differently uh, now. Yeah. <laughs> wow. That's, uh, that's fantastic. So, and I'm, I'm sure like, you can get inspiration like, for writing songs just watching them you know, talk about whatever they talk about. I mean, like, they, they talk about everything they'll be talking right. to themselves yeah. like who are you talking to right and like they'll be in like a really deep conversation with no one and you're just like wow like that's and you can score that that's yeah. interesting wow maybe i will yeah that's great start uh, hanging out with are you homes. are you in the midst of writing something right now are you are you writing I've how been, many times are you going to ask him well i have, you, have he's <laughs> writing he's <laughs> not writing anything uh, yeah at the moment i'm not <laughs> writing anything specific um okay so I've what are been, you writing <laughs> are you a writer? What are you writing? The eighth, eighth time you're. Well, he didn't this. say anything because he's not writing anything. All right. <laughs> he's too busy building empires. 
<laughs> yeah, I mean, I was I, I like a few years ago. I was writing some uh, scripts and stuff, but then uh, like whenever something picks up more, I end up putting more time into that. So right now, like directing has been like my recent passion. And you're so, in directing mode right now. Yeah, right okay, now I just want to direct more and more things, especially like my next project. I guess you get. I guess my next project that I'll I'll write because like I also write um like also you know do DP work too. So director of photography and like I'll get like. I'll write like the different the, the shot list and stuff for um whatever film I'm working on or mm-hmm. whatever like for the um I just I just did a short film I acted in it and I was the DP and I was also the director and so I ended up writing the shot list I wrote out like all you know like the different things that I want to see happen in it and um I didn't write the script like someone else wrote the script but um I basically directed the whole thing acted in it and now my next project is going to be I want to do um a commercial and I want to write the commercial and um, I want to do it for, uh, I'd love to do it for the Springs Cafe because I, I go there all the time and it's this big warehouse in downtown LA in the Arts District. And um, they basically just turned it into like a, there's a yoga studio in there. There's, um, they have like apparel in the back that they sell. There's this cool van that you can um, get like apparel out of that they put in there. And they have like a bar there and they have like nice couches and tables and stuff. And it's just a really cool vibe in there. So I want to do, would love to pitch the, to them a commercial and do one for them. Can well, that, you drink and watch chicks do yoga at the same time at this place? Uh, no, because it's in a separate room. Oh, yeah. damn it. I know, that'd be... Don't you love yoga pants? Great. Yoga pants are an amazing invention. Do you like uh, undies on a woman? you like a thong or brief? Yeah, I would say I'm a thong kind of guy. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm kind of with him. Yeah. G-strings or thong? I'd say, I'd say G-string. Yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Max, you? Do you have any yeah, preference? Max, yeah, what's Did you your just preference? see any, any buck cheek in anything? Any. Do, you I like Do you like granny panties? You? Yeah, I like briefs. Not granny panties really? so much. You like Not the, like hip huggers. No? But no, I, I like when that the elastic goes up like one cheek, and then one cheek's covered oh. with like a satin white panty. I love that. That's very hot. Thongs are okay. Thongs are okay. They're a little, they're a little young for me. Thongs are young? Yeah, a little bit. You see a nice butt in the thong, you're going to look the other way. No, no, no. I, I'm looking. I thought we were talking on or off the, the woman. I, I don't know. I don't know either. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we'll come to you about our video hamper. <laughs> yeah. There might be a lot of thongs in that video, yeah. actually. Yeah, I Ooh, think there's going to be. Not great. necessarily on women. There just might be a lot of thongs. <laughs> I like this kid. He's great. <laughs> okay. I still can't find anything wrong with him. There's nothing, there's nothing wrong with this guy. I wouldn't have invited him into our little bubble if there was something we wrong with him. We even have guy. matching little socks. We actually, oh, my God. You actually do. <laughs> wow. That is, that's kind of a bromance happening. <laughs> have you heard the song Bromance? No. There's a bromance song that's out there. And who sings it? Some YouTuber. Oh, really? Yeah. These kids in their YouTube. Do you have your own YouTube channel? I do. What's it called? Inspire the Many. Inspire the Many. Is that also a podcast? Yes, it is. Really? Tell us yeah. about you're also, besides the big Josh Smith bubble, another little layer of the bubble is you have a podcast. I do. And I'm trying to uh, revamp it now because I took a break for a while because acting was picking way up. And so um, basically the podcast is it's an inspirational podcast where I just basically, whatever I feel is on my heart to say, I'll just say it. And like a lot of it is just like inspirational uh, quotes that I find and just also just advice that I give people that from my own life experiences, you know, um, I guess an example would be, uh, you know, um, just like whenever 
whatever situation I'm in, I always look at the positive side of it. Like, and there's some people. <laughs> who is this guy? There's some people who, you know, th- they'll say like, oh, well, you know, you're like, it's not realistic to think positive. But the thing is, is like, <laughs> let's say, I don't know, your, your, your bank account gets down to zero, right? What happens is you have two options. You can either look at that as like, you know, you're like, oh, damn, my life fucking sucks, you right. know, or you can choose to think that you can look at the glass half full or half empty. And I always choose to look at the glass half full. Now, I always realize and I know that, you know, there's bad things that happen in the world. I'm vegan. I know that there's people that kill animals and eat them. I know that there's people that die in the world. I know that there's terrorism. I know that there's suicide. I know I know all these things. But I just choose to look at the bright side of every situation. Mm-hmm. And so I, I try to, you know, spread things like that in the podcast where I'll just talk about how, you know, like you can do it. You know, you don't give up on your dreams. Like I, I've even out here in these past two years, like I've had moments where I wanted to give up and where I was like, you know, what, man, this sucks. But then it's weird. Every time I've tried to give up in the past, something really positive has happened afterwards and something big and, and great. I mean, I, I know that doesn't happen for everyone, but it's just basically my whole podcast is about just not giving up. Like you got to keep going forward. And no matter just, what happens, you look on the bright side of life. No matter what happens, there's always a silver lining for, with you. Yeah. I like even, you know, even if someone dies, I'm like, well, you know, I try to look at all like the positive things that, that happened in their life, you know, all the great things that they achieved and things like that, instead of thinking of like the bad things that happened with them or whatever, you know, a lot of celebrities though, you know, like you always see like on TMZ or something like the, the bad side of them, they'll do one bad thing and you'll remember them for that. But then right. you forget about all the amazing things that they've ever done. And so, you know, I try to just spread, you know, like just continue to do the good things. You know, no one's perfect. No one's perfect. We can all, we can always improve ourselves, you know, and, and there's this, there's always room for improvement. So just keep going and doing what you're doing and keep staying positive. Cause if you think about it, you know, being negative, there's never been a, there's never been a world champion that told himself, I can't do this. And, True. and won. Right. There's, there's never been like a gold medalist runner or sprinter that was in a race and was like, oh, I can't do this. And then they won. No, they had to tell themselves, I can do it. I, you know, an example that I have is um, I, I did, um, I think it was an 8K race or a 10K race or something for the first time in my life. And I ran it only one time before that. And that was like a week before because I was like, you know what? I got to see what this is like running 10K because right. I've never done it. And um, I was inspired to do it. And so like, I ran 10K and it was really hard. And that day um of the race i ended up uh randomly bumping into this dude who like runs a lot and he was i think in his 40s or something or 50s and so we ended up being like race partners so we ran the whole race together and like we kept each other motivated and there were times where i was really tired and i wanted to give up and there were times he was tired but we kept pushing each other and we kept pushing each other and once we got to that last part of the track when it was time to uh you know when we saw the finish line we were like yo this is time to go into overdrive and so we told ourselves, let's do it. And so we would pick someone that was ahead of us and we'd, we'd tell each other, like, let's beat them. And so we'd run even faster than them and then like, we'd beat them. And then like we'd beat the next person and the next person. And because of that, because I didn't give up, I ended up becoming, I ended up getting third place wow. in my age bracket. And I've never run, I had never had ran a, you know, a 10K race before. Right. That's my first time. And right. I, I got third place in my age bracket. And that's I thought, great. wow, that's, that's an amazing accomplishment because there were hundreds of people that were running that day. So it was all basically positive attitude. You know, yeah. I mean, it's like, it's like attitude is everything. 
Yeah. And, and you have to push yourself and never give up in your own mind. Because once your own mind clicks and you become negative, then it's over. Yeah. I mean, once you, once you give up, I mean, I've seen so many people, especially, especially actors. There's so many actors that come on here and they expect to get it like this, you know, like just automatically. And so the way you can get that satisfaction automatically is if you create your own opportunities. But a lot of people are lazy. They want to wait for the opportunity and they don't want to create their own opportunity. They don't go out and seek other actors to do stuff. A lot of, um, you know, the things I've done, like I, I was doing skits for a while and those are free. Like I was just doing them with my buddies, my acting buddies, but we were putting out content every single week for like months. And so we were like, you know, we just want the practice. We want to just improv. And so we were doing skits. We were putting them out on YouTube. We were putting them out on Instagram. And we ended up, one person ended up uh, like re-posting uh, our, one of our skits and we got over like 40,000 views on it or something wow. like that. Yeah. And I, that was just us from consistently posting stuff. And pushing yourself. Yeah. And pushing ourselves. And like every week we just contact each other like, hey, you guys down to do a skit? And sometimes it'd be like the day of that we met, like we'd come up with a skit that day. Or right. sometimes we'd plan it out. But the thing is, is like you just have to take that action. If you if you take action, you're automatically becoming successful because it's better than doing nothing. Right. Nothing. And you, and you commit yeah. to your vision. And you commit to your vision. And like for me, like after the skits, I was like, you know what? After we did it for a few months, I was like, I don't want to be categorized in like the social media world because that they're like completely different than like serious actors like Denzel Washington right. and like Leonardo DiCaprio. <clears throat> Like people like them, they're not doing skits on YouTube. Right. Know? The skit, <laughs> the skit people, there. Right. It's a whole different community. Sure. And so they're trying to, you know, have a bigger picture to hone their craft and, yeah. and do whatever they need to do. Yeah. And I, like for me, you know, I want to, I want to take my. I was like, you know what? This is great. We're starting off getting content out there. Now it's transitioned to short films, and then eventually, the next step for us is to transition into feature films and web series, and 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 then pitch our own shows to like Netflix and Hulu and all these big companies. Right. Is your name registered with SAG? Are you in SAG? Yes, I'm in SAG now. Great. And you're Josh Smith in SAG? Yes. That's awesome. Where can people find your podcast? Uh, you can go to SoundCloud. Oh, you're on SoundCloud? Yeah. Great. And then, uh, But I'm trying to get it over to iTunes so then more people can listen to it. Right, right. So many iPhones. Yeah, it members. helps that your voice is soothing. Because if you were telling me all this shit and you had like a grating voice, right. that would be tough. That would be tough. But your voice is very soothing. Um, good I'm almost about to go to sleep, actually. <laughs> Why? Well, yes. I, I don't know about that. You're falling asleep. <laughs> well, what is the name of your podcast again? Inspire the Many. Well, you're, you're kind of inspiring to me. And you're so positive and, and nice. I'm kind of sick of you. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I said. I know. But you can't help him. You love the guy. Yeah. Yeah, I love this guy. And he came and he's on this podcast. And I think you actually kind of upped our game. You Ooh. made this podcast kind of inspiring and kind of yeah. more positive than Max and I could ever be by It'll ourselves. It'll go back to being uh, wretched in the next episode. Oh, yeah. Episode 14 is going to be completely today, cynical. Yeah. Today, gonna, I feel... I'm going to go home thinking, yeah. you know what? I think I'm going to eat at least one vegan meal. I've kind of been working on I'm in, that. I'm in kind of a can-do mode right now. Yeah. Thanks, dude. Yeah. What would Josh Smith do? Right. Would Josh Smith eat this cheeseburger? No. <laughs> Josh Smith. He would order, order and then I'll be like lying a in kale bed salad. My wife will be in the bathtub, and I'll just be lying there, looking up at the ceiling, the moon coming into the blinds, and I'll be thinking, I wonder what Josh is doing right now. (laughs) (laughs) I'm very creeped out right now. In his his muscle shirt and little socks. 
<laughs> we got to get a picture of the little socks. We will put pictures of the little socks, both of your socks. And now we have the uh, fan page, so we, we can put we, his we do, stuff yes. up on the We've said page. it before, you know, if you've never been to our uh, Facebook fan page, we have a Facebook uh, magazine podcast on, on Facebook. So please go like us there and find us and, uh, you know, communicate with us. Um, well, this has been really enlightening and inspiring and, and really positive and, and uplifting. Uh, and, dude, thank you so much for doing this. You're welcome. Be, uh, any final thoughts to give to people listening? Yeah, I would say, you know, definitely keep listening. You guys keep me entertained. Like, it's, this is, I've had an amazing time on the show. And, um, yeah, you know, whatever you're going through, just continue to be positive about it. Like, it, it doesn't hurt to be positive. And I know a lot of people always go to being negative first because it's easy to do if you you know actually i'll give you one last example so i got um a bike i was at the uh the um i was at the uh, animal shelter that i volunteer at and <laughs> i rode my bike there that day and it got stolen and i actually oh, kind of felt wow. bad for that the person sucks. who stole it because it was kind of like a crappy bike and what? <laughs> I felt bad. I, All right, you cannot be this saintly. Come on, stop I, it. I felt bad for the person because I was like, you know what? They probably needed more than me, but yo, that bike sucks. So like, <laughs> I hope, I hope they're okay on it. But uh, so it was a benefit for you because you got a nicer bike. Eventually? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So everybody it's, won in a way. Everyone won in a way. You right. know, it's like, but hey, it is the attitude and the the, the yeah. POV put on it. But but did you go to the animal shelter and talk about their security factor? And say, you know, people are stealing from you. You better have a better security <laughs> operation here. No, I should have, though, but oh, okay. it was fine. But, right. uh, but yeah, you but know. But even just, that situation, you can look at it in a, in a positive spin. Yeah. You can, you can always look at things in a positive spin. I mean, if you think about it, like, all these things that we have, like, you know, like a bike or a car or, you know, any type of equipment, they're just things. We can always buy more things. But we only have one of us. You know, so right. like live life to the fucking fullest. Right. Always go for you what you want. I, I met um, a guy on set the other day. He was um, he was one of the wardrobe people there. And uh, he was telling me how, you know, he still wants to do. He was like, you know, one of my passions is acting. You know, I actually want to. I'm about to take an acting class. And he was I think in his 50s or something. I was like, dude, go for it. You know, like you only got one life to live. You know, I like, don't. Don't let this career and, and wardrobe define you. If you're having fun with it, keep doing it. But if you want to do something that is going to you know, bring you more happiness and fulfillment, then do it. Because at the end of the day, we got one life and do whatever you want in it. Just just live to the fullest. You know, if as long as that's, you know, positive and it's, you know, it's not hurting people in a way, then then do it. Go for what your dreams are, because at the end of the day, only you have your dreams. No one else has them. Even if, you know, I want to be an actor, a successful actor, you know, that's other people's dreams. But how I look at that, how I look at my career, it's an individual way. You know, it's, it's the Josh way of how I want to make it. So, like, do what you want to do your way and, and don't let anything stop you. Don't let your family, you know, my, my family at one point told me, you know, like, I should go to a four-year college. I didn't listen to them. I came out to L.A. and I just worked and, and I now, uh, ever since January, I told myself in this, in 2017, um, actually, December 2016, I told myself, you know what? I'm not going to make a New Year's resolution. I'm going to make a lifetime resolution. I said, I'm going to quit my retail job. I'm going to quit my catering job. And I'm just going to act full time. And I did it in January. And so ever since January of this year, I've been acting full time. And, and that was because I, told, I forced myself to succeed. When you do that, when you burn, um, when you burn your ships, 
what you're doing is basically you're, you're telling yourself you're, you have to succeed. There's a story where this general in this army, he was telling his soldiers to burn all his ships. They got to this island and they wanted to take it over. And so he said, we're not going home. We're going to win. And so he literally had them burn their ships and they burned down their ships. And the only option they had to win was or the only option they had was to win. And so that's exactly what they did. They ended up conquering the other army and they won the island over and they ended up inhabiting it and everything. And so I tell people the same thing. I say, you know, burn your ships and go for what you want because you got one life to live and no one else is going to live it for you but you. So don't listen to negative people. Just focus on what you want to do. Stay in your lane and just do it. Go for it. Wow. Jeez. Yeah. Words to live by. See my eyes, I can hardly see. See me stand, I can hardly walk. I believe you can make me. I, it's Josh I, Smith's superstar. I, I yeah, I feel so <laughs> positive and uplifted. I'm gonna. I don't know what I, what I can do. <laughs> <laughs> cut to us killing ourselves. Cut to us. <laughs> cut, cut to Max killing me than himself. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Max, final thoughts for episode thirteen. Uh, first of all, he's hanging out with old dudes, so I like my movie idea, and it'll work because he's already hanging out with old dudes. You so know, maybe he'll make the you know the, the old white man Max project. Uh, put me in your stuff as long as it's SAG, and um, it's an honor to talk to you, <laughs> dude. Thank you so much for coming, yeah. Josh Smith. You were awesome. No, you 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 gave me a new hope for young people. Seriously, thank you, and Welcome. attracted people because I resent them too. So I respected you, you before. I respect you even more now. I loved you before. I love you even more now. You hear that? And uh, I'm totally depressed because I'm an old sad fuck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're all washed up. I'm pretty much all washed up now. <laughs> this guy has his whole life ahead. I know. <laughs> and he's ambitious and young and, and he's positive. And positive. Woo! <laughs> We're fucked. I know. Why the hell did you come here? <laughs> Woo! <laughs> this is fun. Everybody, I hope you enjoyed this. Thank you very much. See you next time. <laughs>